going to do something different here this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand as we read the Word of God. And let this be a declaration to you. Let this uh, be something that just gets into your spirit. And uh, I know people are they're getting all crazy about all these viruses and things of like that. Well, this here's a good scripture to quote. So if you would stand with me, please, just for the standing of the Word of God. I'd like to read this psalm and just to speak this over you. It says that those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. May the Lord add his blessing to our words here this morning. You may be seated. Amen. This is one of those beautiful psalms that are probably familiar to a lot of us. We sometimes like to quote this. Sometimes they're uh, on posters in our home or on pictures in our homes, talking about this wonderful blessing that God is speaking over us. And it does remind us that God is with us, that God is watching over us, that God is protecting us. And only in eternity will we ever realize just how much God has been with us and how many times God has intervened in our lives. So just like that song we sing, even when I don't think that you're working. And so, so often we go through times in our lives where we think, where's God? Like, I don't know where he is, and yet God has been working on our behalf. That's who he is. That's who he is. We serve a great God. He's very interested in our lives. He's involved in our lives every day. He's a God that wants us to be safe. He's a God that rescues us from the traps of life and the traps of Satan. He's a God who protects us from deadly disease, and that includes the viruses right now. He is a God who shelters and protects you from harm, whether they be physical or spiritual. He is a God who gives you peace when terror reigns, when disasters strike, and disease is spreading rapidly. He is a God that fights against evil planned against us. He's a God who protects you from the plagues of disease and the assignments of the enemy. He is the God that provides angelic protection against all the demonic realm. He's a God that brings us deliverance. He rescues us from the enemy's hand. He's the God who answers our prayers. He's the God who shares his presence and his peace with us. He's the God who loves us. He's the God who rewards us. 
He's the God that gives us health and the God who brings us salvation from sin and from death. What an amazing God we serve. What an amazing God we serve. I hope that you realize that you serve an amazing God. A God that's very involved in our lives, more involved than what we realize. And again, only eternity will tell us how often God has intervened and worked in our lives when we didn't realize it. God loves to give good things unto his people. And he loves us very much. And because of that, we don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be a worry. We don't have to be afraid. For the Lord our God is with us. And that's a message that, that's throughout Scripture from Old Testament to New Testament. I, I like Joshua 1.9 as Joshua was about to go into the promised land. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And, and again, we find that all through Scripture that God is with us. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to uh, listen to all the things that are happening around the world and begin to get frightened. The Lord is with us. The Lord is still in control. And there's a covering that God has for every believer of divine protection. And that should be something that we should rejoice in, something that we should treasure, something that we should appreciate, that the God of of heaven is concerned about you and I, and his loving arms are all around us. He's all around us. He's protecting us. He's comforting us and helping us in every area that we need. He's a good God. He is a good God. And as we rejoice in that protection, there's a part of that protection that we need to realize that it's important that we remain under that protection because sometimes we walk away from that protection. God offers us protection, but we still have choices. And sometimes we choose to walk out of that umbrella of God's protection. And that's what I want to talk about more this morning, is about talking about some of those ways that we can walk out that we might guard ourselves and not do so. And uh, there's some portions of Scripture, sometimes when you read something and, and it's all filled with promises, then you come to the word, if. And sometimes, why did that have to be in there? That little, tiny, two-letter word, if. And you'll see that in Psalm 91.9, it says, If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter. So God is telling us, That there is a realm of blessing. There is a realm of protection that he provides for us. But there's some ifs. There are some areas where you can remove yourself from that protection if you walk away from that. And, And so that's something we need to be aware of in the word of God. See, God wants us to know that there is, that we can come out of that protection. He wants to do it for you. He's there for you all the time but you can pull yourself out of that. We see that even as he spoke to Joshua. Listen to what he said to Joshua. He said, be strong and very courageous. That was the promise. I'm with you. But then he goes on to say these words, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, 
then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So there are some conditions for us to be staying under that umbrella of God's protection. It's just not an automatic thing. There's something that God is wanting to tell us that, you know, there are some conditions that you need to pay attention today. In Christianity today, very sadly, a lot of Christians are leaning far too much to the right side of the grace movement. And that grace movement is basically uh, gets people to that place where they just think they can do anything and that do anything you want in your life. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all grace. God got you covered. Don't worry about it. Live any way you want. And friends, that's, if you're doing that, you're deceiving yourselves. That's not what grace was for. For many Christians, we end up pursuing our own agendas, our own pleasures, our own plans before what God desires of us. And we've allowed human reasoning to quiet the voice of the Spirit. We've allowed human reasoning to quiet the voice of the Word of God. And so, friends, we need to realize for us to have assurance of the protection of God and the blessing of God in our lives, we need to take heed to what the Word of God says. We need to pay attention to the ifs of Scripture. We need to pay attention uh, to the commands of Scripture. We need to pay attention to the requirements of Scripture because those promises aren't really ours to claim unless we're living underneath the shelter of the Almighty God. And so today, I just want to share with you how we can have that confidence that we can stay under that shelter, that protection of God's blessing over our lives because God clearly wants to do that for us. Otherwise, he wouldn't say it in his word. Obviously, that's his desire for all of us. And so he tells us that so that we might come in alignment with him and stay under that umbrella where we might experience his blessings and experience his protection. So one of the first things we need to realize to do that is to stay under God's protection. We need to make the Lord our refuge. Make the Lord our refuge. Make the Lord our shelter. He, he needs to be the one that we look to. He needs to be the one that we actually have faith in. You need to believe in God. You need to have a personal relationship with God. You need to have a personal confidence in God that he is your Lord, that he is your Savior, that he is your refuge. Psalm 91 says, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter. You'll find it as you look at the Word of God, a refuge is a place of protection, a, a, a place of protection from danger. Uh, it's a shelter. It's a safe retreat, uh, a place of sa a safety, a place that protects and covers you from the elements and the dangers that are around you. And so the Lord is telling us, if, if you want to be under that umbrella of my protection, then you need to stay in that shelter. You need to stay under that umbrella. You can't keep walking outside of that umbrella and then come running back in, which is what a lot of us actually do. No, we're to stay under that umbrella of our, of our God and our Savior. He is our refuge. He is our shelter. He's the one we need to look to. He's the one we need, who we need to have faith in. He's the one that we need to spend our time with. 
After all, it's supposed to be our dwelling place. We're supposed to be, that's what's important for us as Christians. It should be that we would serve him, that we would remain under his covering. And that's where the protections are. That's where the blessings are. When we pursue that fellowship with God, there is protection. And when he's our focus, everything gets filtered through our faith in him. God is not someone that you visit or think about once in a while. He's a God that we need to serve every day. He needs to be the reason that we live. And that's the kind of life that God honors with protection. He's not just, you know, a God we come to when we're in trouble, but he's a God that we come to every day because we desire to be in fellowship with him every day. Listen to Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High, talking about living there, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I will trust him. He's trying to get across to us. That's the place where we need to live. That's the place where we need to make our home, that we just settle in and say, I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm not going to go to the right. I'm not going to go to the left. I'm not going to go out and try this and try that. I've made my choice. I will serve the Lord and no turning back. That's what it needs to be. And as we do that, we come under his protection. We pursue him. We stay in that pursuit. And as we do that, we live in an assurance that the Lord is with us and that we are under his covering. One of the dictionaries I was looking at was describing shelter And it referred to uh, back in the Roman days where the Roman soldiers would put their shields together. And sometimes they would do that in marching and battle. There would be the shield. But then if they got in the thick of the battle, they would also join those shields over their head. So when the arrows came, they couldn't penetrate. Or when they were trying to throw their spears at them, they couldn't penetrate to get them because they made a shield above and all around them that protected them, that they could continue to move and continue to fight by having those shields. And they were safe behind the shelter of the shields. And of course, what does God say? I am your shield. I am your shelter. I am your fortress. I am your rock. That's what God keeps telling us. And as we would stay with him, then there becomes a confidence that the Lord indeed will move in our behalf. So when we live in the shelter of the Almighty, where he is our God, our refuge, our shelter, our haunting place, We're going to be able to stay under the covering of his protection and be safe. But if we choose our own way, if we choose to pursue our own interests and our own reasonings over the word of God, then we're going to walk out of that covering. And sometimes as Christians, we do that. We deliberately walk out of the covering of God. We know that we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. And and we walk out and then something happens and then we're kind of you know, crying out to God, God, where were you? God said, I was right here. You chose to walk away. You chose to go do something out of that covering that I have over you. And so we need to be careful of that because we want to stay under the shelter of the Almighty. And sometimes as we, we, we do that, we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. And when we do that, we're basically saying to God that, you know, God, I think there's a better way than your way. 
And when we step out and do those things, we're, we're listening basically to our own human reasoning. We're listening to the reasoning of others. We're, we're listening to others who are deceiving us that God's still going to bless us even though we're disobedient and not living for him. Scripture is pretty clear in that. James 1.22 says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Otherwise, you're deceiving yourself. If you think that the word of God is only for once in a while, no, it's for all time. It is the standard. That's why we have so much problem in today's society, because we've taken away the standard. There's no more a standard anymore. Everything is being based in our nation of Canada upon our human reasoning, that this is how we make decisions now. It's about up here, instead of going back to where there was the standard of the word of God. Even as this nation was formed, it was formed on the word of God. It was formed on a promise of Scripture that he will have dominion from sea to sea. So we need to remember that the word of God is written for our benefit, to help us to see the plan of salvation, to help us to see the promises of God and the blessings of God that are there for us. The word of God is there to help us to stay under the covering of God's protection. And it shows us how to stay under in those boundaries that God has designed for us because he knows us best and knows what is best for us. So if we're wanting to stay in the realm of God's protection, then we need to stay under the umbrella of God's protection, under his shelter, that he's our shelter, he's our refuge. We're going to him. That's how we stay under the umbrella of God's protection. God does desire to bless us. God does desire to cover us with his protection. But we must look to him. We must have faith in him. We must make him our refuge, our shelter, our strong tower. He needs to be that person that we put that faith in. And then secondly, in staying under the umbrella of God's protection, we must love the Lord our God tells us in Psalm 91, 14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. That's important for us to note as well. Do we love him? Do we love him? That's important. If we want to stay under the protection of God, if we want to stay under that umbrella of God's protection, do we love him? And as we look at this word love, it's talking about the agape love, which is more of a sacrificial love, an intimate love for God and for one another. It's talking about more of an intimate relationship rather than just a friendship, which would be the Greek word filial love. See, this agape love, God is looking to be more than just friends. God wants to be friends. The Bible says we are friends of God, but he wants to be more than friends. He wants to have that intimate relationship with us. And sometimes as Christians, you know, we actually break up with God. You know, we, we kind of get to that place where we tell God, I don't want to be your lover anymore. And, and we, we come up with those, you know, those nice little phrases, just as we do in the natural, when we want to break up with someone that we may be dating, for those that are still young enough to be dating. And we come up to them and say, you know what? I think we just need to be friends. And when you hear that, you know they have no desire whatsoever to be your friend. That's just a nice way to break up with you. But you know what? We do the exact same thing with God sometimes. We kind of say, God, I don't know if I want to 
do all this and stay with this commitment. And uh, Lord, Lord, I want to be released from this commitment. And maybe we can just be friends. You know, we'll, we'll visit once in a while. We'll say hello once in a while. And let's not fool ourselves. We have no intention of doing that. We've already decided that we're going to go and do something totally different and go in a different direction. And so God is wanting a relationship where we really love him, where we would do anything for him, where we would sacrifice anything for him. After all, did he not give his life for us? He's expecting the same back, that we would give our very lives to him. John 14, 21, Jesus says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. So again, we're talking about an umbrella, that we're under that right umbrella with God. That's where the fellowship is. That's where the blessings are. That's where the protection is. That's where all those things come to pass, where the Father begins to reveal himself to us. That's important, love. But we realize that love is a problem in churches from the beginning of the church. And it's been a consistent problem throughout the ages where, as Christians, we allow our love to grow cold. And we gradually, slowly walk away from him. And we stop having a relationship with him, deceiving ourselves that, oh, it's still okay, you know. You know, I I committed my life to Christ 30 years ago or two years ago, six months ago. But you're not even serving him now. You can't even call yourself a Christian anymore because you're not even doing anything a Christian would do. Jesus spoke about this issue in the church and in the book of Revelations, as the book of Revelation starts and, and God wants to show us a, a revelation of what's going to happen in end times. Well, there's a pretty big revelation that starts right at the beginning. He talks to the church and he begins to talk about all the problems that will take place in the church. And he warns the church of this problem that there will be many who will lose their first love. They won't love God anymore. They used to be passionate about God, but they aren't anymore. And it tells us, Revelations 2, 4, But I have this complaint against you, says Jesus. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. And that's a good question to ask ourselves. Are we still passionate about God? Do we still love him? Are we willing to sacrifice still? Because if we're not, then we're really not loving him. Are we obeying his word? Are we paying attention to what the word of God says to do? Because if we're not, if we're just ignoring all of that, then we're showing God that, no, I don't love you. I just have a superficial relationship with you. God wants an intimate relationship with us. And if we find ourselves falling away from God, if we're not in love with God as we used to be, then you know what? It's time that we repent of that. And we say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we start making amends to work towards him and developing that relationship back again. Because that's when we stay under the umbrella of his protection, as we stay in love. God does desire to bless us. God does desire to cover us with his protection. And it will happen as we continue in that love relationship. Then lastly, in staying under the umbrella of God's protection, we need to be a people who trust God. 
Psalm 91, 14 again. It says, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. So again, God's drawing us uh, attention to the fact that to stay under the umbrella of God's protection, well, you need to be trusting him. That's an important part as well. What trust is to have a confident expectation of a person, to have a firm belief in the honesty and reliability of God. We need to believe that God is a God of his word, that he keeps his promises, that God will come through for us. We need to have a relationship with God where we actually know him and that we can rely on him. And friends, God knows when we're trusting him and when we're not trusting him. And I know in many ways it's easy to say, trust in the Lord. It's actually a whole different thing to actually do it. Because God brings us all into times in our lives where I think he's saying, trust me. And we're saying, yeah, well, 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 well if you do this, give me a sign that I'll trust you. And sometimes it's just God saying, no, I just want you to trust me. I'm going to work this out, but you're going to have to trust me. That's not always easy to do. But sometimes, you know, when we come before God and we're asking God for his help, have you ever noticed that sometimes we have a backup plan? That if we don't hear anything from God, we just kind of just say, well, I'm going to go do this then. And we do. We just go out and do another plan. And we see in Scripture all kinds of great men of faith did the same thing. That they went to God, they didn't get the answer they were wanting at the time, and so they just kind of took a step and say, well, I'm going to do this. And, of course, that led into a lot of problems. We've got to be careful of doing the same thing. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8, powerful verses there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And if you keep reading that uh, verse, uh, that chapter in Proverbs talks even about our finances. Deals with finances in there as well. But it has to come back to an area of trust. Not always easy, but God does expect us to trust in him. And as we trust in him, we will see God intervene in our lives more and more and more. And I realize as we look at our world today, we look at our nation, we look at our province, there's a lot of uncertainty in our province right now. There's a lot of things happening right now. There's a lot of churches that are hurting right now. But I also hear the Lord saying, you've got to trust. Trust me. Trust me. Not always easy to do, but it's something we need to do. And as we trust in him, we remain under that covering of his protection. So in closing, friends, God is good. He's a good God. He has good plans for our lives. He does desire to be with us. He does desire to watch over us and protect us. He's interested in every area of our lives, and he wants to bless us with divine favor and protection. That's his intent for every one of us here today. And he desires that we would stay under his umbrella, that he might protect us, that he might watch over us, that he might do all those things that he promises. 
So we need to come to him and look to him as the Lord of our lives, as our refuge, as our shelter. We need to look to him as the God that we truly do love. We need to look to him as a God that we truly do trust in him. And as we do so, there will be a confidence that will grow stronger and stronger that will help us face every situation that we come against. And I know you've noticed that in your own life. At times when you've gone through some struggles and hardship, you're kind of like amazed that, I can't believe I'm doing this good. I can't believe it. I'm I'm doing all right. I I should be terrible. And people are telling you that you should be terrible, like you should be panicking. And you're saying, I I don't feel that. Why not? Because you're under his umbrella of his protection. Our God is a good God. And he's fully able to watch over us. He's fully able to do exceedingly abundantly of all that we could ask or even think. We just need to surrender to him, making him our refuge, our God whom we love and the God whom we trust. And so as we close here this morning, I'd like to read another portion of Scripture over you and to speak over you. There's a new uh, video. You might have seen it on Facebook or you might have seen it on YouTube. It's called The Blessing. And uh, it's basically just a new song that came out. And it's a song that refers to Numbers chapter 6 and the verses of the priestly blessing. And it's a beautiful song. I encourage you to listen to it in the afternoon here. But this is what it says. It says, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And I speak that over you as well here today. That God's favor, that God's peace would be over you. That you would sense him in a way that you've never sensed him before. Because I really believe God is wanting to reveal himself to us more and more and more, especially in these last days that we are living in. I believe God's wanting to reveal himself more and more and more. We're finding that even in our prayer times on Sunday night. There's, you know, we don't have a big group. We're just, most times we're just playing some music in the background and we're just praying. You know what? God's speaking. God's speaking because he wants to encounter us. He wants to touch us. So friends, I encourage you, stay under the umbrella of God. Let him be your refuge, your shelter. You're protected all the way around. And we can do that as we trust him, as we love him, and as we give our all to him. Amen. Father, I thank you that you are concerned about each and every one of us. I thank you that, Lord, that you intervene in our lives far more than what we realize. I I thank you, God, that You do so even when we don't deserve it. You're a good God. God, please forgive us for those times when we take that step outside of that umbrella. Forgive us, Lord, when we kind of do our own thing. Or, Lord, when we respond to our own reasoning instead of hearing what the Spirit is saying for us to do. Forgive us for that, Lord. And God, help us to stay under your umbrella because, Lord, you provided it for us. It's an area of protection where the enemy can't get us. The enemy only gets us when we step outside of that umbrella. So, Lord, help us to stay under the umbrella. Help us to stay under your covering. Help us to stay under that covering of your wings because no harm can come to us as we stay there. 
And I pray that, Lord, indeed, that you will bless us, that your favor will be upon us, that your peace will be upon us, and that, Lord, that we'd experience you like never before. I pray that, Lord, you'll bless our fellowship time here. God, I thank you that as we read about the church in Scripture, it talks about the church that they had times of fellowship. They had times where they had food together. And Father, as we have some of this food together, I pray your blessing over that food. I pray your blessing over that fellowship. Because, Lord, you do want us to connect. You do want us to help one another. You do want us to connect with one another, to make each one of us stronger. So, Lord, would you bless that fellowship? Would you bless that time? And, Lord, just again, just help us to stay under the umbrella of your protection because it's the greatest place we all need to be.